This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We are back after a quick uh, Labor Day weekend off. But uh, we're coming to you with a Nebraska win over the weekend, so pretty exciting. How do you guys feel? I feel like that feeling when you get the flu really, really bad, and um, you just like been puking and you're up all night, and then it's like, but it's like right after you you've like had a really bad throw up, and then you have that like calm where it's like you feel okay and you can like doze off for a little bit. That's what I feel right now. It's like we, that horrible Illinois. Okay, we got a win. I'm like. I can rest a little bit and doze and it's like I'm probably gearing up for like my next round of of puking next Saturday. That's the spot I'm in. Leave it up to Amy to always paint a very vivid picture. Megan? (laughs) Well, I have discovered a new strategy that's really working well for me and it is I'm recording the game. So I'm aware of the score, but I'm not actually watching the game. And then later on, I go back and watch the game. I've done that the last two weeks, and I know we won, so that might be why it's working for me. But I think I'm going to do that again with Oklahoma just because my nerves can't really handle it. And it's like my stress level is so high. If I had not known that we beat Buffalo, I think it would not have been enjoyable for me to watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that not by choice, but um, like I'm coaching Cassie's soccer game like right smack dab in the middle of it. So... Um, like her game starts at 11 and the game starts here at 10 and I have to be there early. So I literally am not even going to get a watch, like, you know, the first 10 minutes of it before I have to leave. So maybe I'll just like join you and Mm -hmm. see what you think. Yeah, I do like the no stress because I feel like I hurt my body this season already by watching the game. So, (laughs) yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough season. And we're only three games in. I know, right? Everyone uh, just settle in. Yeah, I cannot employ your strategy, Megan, uh, only because I was at the game this week. Right, that is harder to do. It it, it was a little bit harder. It was... I will tell you, if you go out and get snacks, those lines are so long that you could have done it um, if you really wanted to. You just stay out in the hallway and watch the snacks and don't look at the screens. Right. But here's how you know it's so hot out because, you know, guys, I just, I eat like crazy. I didn't even want to eat anything. It was so hot. I did manage to scarf down a Runza. So, you know, (laughs) just want to plug that out there. Didn't completely starve myself. Big girl here got some food. But, uh, yeah, it was so hot out there. Oh, my goodness. And actually, mom and dad were also at the game, too. So Hold up. What was dad trying to take a picture of? I thought it was. I think he said he was trying to see the balloons, but he couldn't see because he's like looking into the sun. So he just pointed his camera in the air and pushed take. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Maybe we should post that picture to College Dame Day, Amy, just so everyone can enjoy. I think it would get a lot of likes. I I think so. It's an abstract photo, you guys. Right. It's sort of the spirit of the season. That's right. The picture is not always in focus, which is probably a good analogy. So. Um, I think my biggest takeaway, and I was telling Michael this on the way down, it's actually less stressful for me to watch the game in person than it is on TV. And I don't know exactly why that is, but I will say what I so noticed. So far away. Plus, at no point were we ever losing. So, 
you know, true, but it's in general. Maybe it's because I feel like I can see a, the bigger picture the whole time, and so you uh-huh. kind of know what to expect. Whereas TV, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, my the thing I noticed that was way more obvious in person than it was on TV is how much pressure our offensive line is letting the other team get on Martinez. And I know we've all had our issues with Martinez, but he won that game for us. He had no time. I'm not kidding you. He The ball would be snapped, and they would already be, like, at his shoelaces. It was unbelievable. They were so terrible. We tried to run the ball again. We handed it off to the running back. By the time we're handed it off to the running back in the backfield, they, they're already there. It was mm-hmm. – I could not believe how terrible we were. And Michael shared something with me. Um, it's a third-party – I guess I call them statisticians, but uh, they're called pro football focus. Uh, And so they essentially provide grades to the various players throughout the various college games. And so they rated our offensive line and it's a scale of, you know, one to a hundred, essentially, hopefully you don't ever get a one, but do you want to guess who our highest scoring offensive lineman is? And what do you think the the score was? What is like the best is, 100 so like 80 yeah so like 100 is the best 80 is pretty much like uh, you know an all-american you're doing okay. you're doing pretty darn good so and then okay, 70 well, like 70 is like you're really not doing a good job and anything below yeah. 70 is essentially like you would in school you're almost failing at that point oh okay I would say 27 Okay. Well, now that Laura's explained the grading scale a little bit more, I was going to say 14, but I won't I will be a little more optimistic. Um I'll say 32. Okay. So our highest, and do you want to guess who our highest scoring player was? I, I don't. Jer- I have no idea. Jergy, baby. Yes. Yes. So it is Cam Jurgens with a score of 60, which is essentially failing. And our lowest scoring lineman got a 39. A 39. Wow. No wonder Martinez is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also probably, he was our top rusher because he had to scramble for every single play. But he mm-hmm. was pressured on 14 of 24 dropbacks, and they only blitzed five times. So that means, <laughs> essentially, what we call our pipeline is more like a wet paper towel. Well, wet I toilet think, paper. Yes, That's I think right. I was going to say, I think Amy has painted a picture for us of that as well, and it was That's wet right. toilet paper. When I was watching the game, I was going to say, it's not that I'm looking for bad things in Martinez. I honestly am looking for good things out of him because like, I do want him to succeed. But that was something that I did notice that I was going to say is that he is very like he's not necessarily elusive and like that. He's just like quick and jukey. I do think he has some of those like skills, but like I don't know if it's just like he's big or it's like his instincts. But like he is hard to bring down like like guys will get hands on him and like he makes one, two, three guys miss before Mm -hmm. like the fourth person can bring like he's just yeah it's elusive I guess but it's not necessarily in the the way you might think a quarterback is just because he's like quick and people can't touch him because people do get hands on Martinez but it's just like he's hard to bring down and I will say that's something he did he like scrambled to give us like time and to help get us some like much needed first downs that um helped us win the game so I do think I I did want to give him a shout out for that but yeah, it'd be nice if he didn't have to do that because you just had time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it would also be nice if he could pass with some accuracy because I feel like that is 
basically what you want a quarterback to be able to do. He's the Quincy and Nunwa quarterback version. You know what I mean? Because, like, Quincy, like, if the ball was thrown right to him, he had a real hard time catching it. But, like, Mm -hmm. he could make those, like, spectacular passes, like, one-arm grabs and pull them in. It was almost like, Mm -hmm. like, Martinez is, like, the closer and easier the pass is, the less likely he is to be accurate. But, um, you know. 68 yards down the field to you know Torre then then he right. can do it you know what I mean right so it's like I just yeah I think it's a yeah. pressure. I think it's a head pressure thing no I think so too because he's looking good right now because we played Fordham in Buffalo my concern is what happens when we play a team that's actually going to challenge us um, I don't have any faith in his ability to perform under that kind of pressure and at the same time like I do want him to do well. I want it to. I just want to see improvement. Yeah, and speaking of looking for improvement, our kicking is not oh improving. In fact, we are going the opposite direction. I um, said that very first for that very first fourth down. I was like, please go for this. I don't mm-hmm. have faith in our kicking team. We need to just go for this and because we were in kind of like no man's land. It was like near midfield. It wasn't like. We were, you know, back on R20 or something where we'd be giving them great field position. And I would like to say that um, every single time we were in fourth down, I said to do the exact same thing. And um, I believe it was the right call because every time we kicked, we didn't make it. So, yeah, Laura, you were at the game. So what was your take on that last field goal? So did you think he made it? Because I did watching it on TV. I was like, oh, he did make it. And I was really confused when they were calling it no good. I thought he made the first one because we okay. were on the west side and he missed it to the right. So it's it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. So the first one, I thought, oh, he got it. Um, so it is, I will say, <laughs> depth perception is kind of tricky to see. So you kind of have to wait till the you hear the crowd that's over there, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of like defeated or a chair or what the ref does. But uh, we had to we had to leave and come back a little bit early, so we were actually watching it on TV, um, the last one. And and going into it, Michael kind of had the same opinion as you, Amy. He's like, I just want to go for it on fourth down because we're never gonna convert these field goals. And on the last one, I was like, you know what? I mean, it should have been a touchdown. We'll talk about that in a second. But I was like, you know what? Here's good. He can finish the game with the field goal. He'll make it. It'll boost his mm-hmm. confidence for next week. It'll be good. Kind of good ending note. And then he missed it. And I was like, oh my goodness. I cannot believe it. Their kicker also did not do too well either, but I don't know. I don't know what must be something in the air. This is something that, cause if you, you probably didn't see it at the game, but like on TV, they like, of course, zoom in on him after, you know, in his moment of misery as he's like walking back to the um, sideline and you can see like his posture and like just defeat is like written all over him. And that's something like, I really worked with Kaylee on um, like confidence, like <laughs> fake it till you make it. Don't let the other mm-hmm. team like see any for- form of like weakness in you. Act like you're not bothered when you make mistakes. And it's like he's he's literally getting eaten up in his own head. And it's like I don't know if there's any hope for him, which I'm I don't like saying negative things like that, but it's bad. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not there yet. I mean, I feel like there is a difference between having like a string of bad games and having like a string of bad seasons. Like there is a difference, but I do think it's a mental issue at this point. I mean, it has to be like, what, what else? I mean, I don't care how athletic he is or like how much 
weight he's lifting in the weight room. Like his job is to kick field goals. So that's what he should be doing at practice. And I just can't believe that he's not making these kinds of like 34 yard field goals in practice. That thing is something I'm sure he is. There's no pressure in practice. It's a head thing when you're under well, that's pressure what I'm saying. and you just choke. And it's like, it's probably like if he'd have gone out there and made that first one, maybe he would have made every single one. It's like being a streaky three-point shooter. But it's like, you can't, you can't be like that. Like, yeah, last season he, he's made some, he got his confidence and then he was, you know, Big Ten kicker of the year. Like, but you, you can't, you have to be able to like shake off the bad and come back and perform. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I've given up hope on. Like, yeah, hopefully he can make some and but like counting on him. No, I feel like he's always going to be a head case. What I'm kind of hoping is that like maybe he can just get all the misses out of the way now, even though obviously mm-hmm. we left a lot of points on the board. I'm like, at the end of the day, we still won. So it's OK. Maybe he can, you know, like like I said, got all the misses out for the season. That's my That's- optimistic. Don't really believe, but optimistic take. Mm-hmm. Um, but I is that we get a really good kicker in the off season and that we can just rely on them. <laughs> that, that would be nice. Uh, speaking of leaving some points on the board, so we had three missed field goals and three called back touchdowns. Ah, so frustrating. So frustrating. I do agree with the two called back touchdowns. The last one, mm-hmm. I do not understand. And the, the announcers calling the game did not understand one. Well, they when they replayed it, they the angle that they were like calling it from was so horrible. There's no way you could have been able to tell if it was forward or not. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I do think it was slightly forward." And I'm like, "What camera shot are you looking at?" Because the replay was like we were watching them run at us. There's no way to see, you know, where he's pitching the ball in relation to the line of scrimmage. So, anyway, I just thought that was like super funny that they were like, "Oh yeah, I do think it's a little bit forward," but. I didn't agree with the first one that got called back. And even, okay, you know when, like, Dean Blandino agrees with you that you're right because that wasn't a pick. He was like, it just looks like there's commotion and they ran into each other. I don't think he was trying to screen. I think because he was so wide open, it made it look worse than what it was, and that's why they called it. But I don't think it was a pick play. Why was the second one called back? I'm trying to remember now. Was it holding? Yeah, it was a penalty. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. It was a really good catch, though. He, like, bobbled it and then caught it again. Yes. I I remember the touchdown. I just don't remember what the penalty was. But I think, yeah, it was just like a... I made, like, a SportsCenter top 10. I was so mad that that got, like, nixed off the books. That was sad. It was also really sad because the first touchdown they called back, like, 90% of the red balloons were already released. I know. (laughs) They were like, oh, no, it's not a good sign. But... (laughs) Thankfully, our defense did play pretty well. I wouldn't give them an A by any means, but they definitely helped kind of keep the game in check when the offense was anemic. Uh, yeah, well, Ryan the scores basically, yeah, yeah, and that that got the crowd pretty fired up. So that was that was exciting. Uh, Daniels had some really good tackles on fourth down, getting him in the backfield. So the defense played okay. There were still some missed tackles. For the most part, Buffalo would just dump it over the middle of the field and like get yards every time. And they they looked a hell of a more success third running the ball down. too. On yeah. third down. I feel like this was like a um like a playbook for Oklahoma. Be like, here you go, just do this and you'll be like you'll be fine. I feel like we just ugh, yeah. 
Um, but I do, I do want to give one thing to the offense. <laughs> they learned their lesson from that Illinois game last year <laughs> when it wasn't like rule the fumble, but the ball was rolling around and mm-hmm. like Illinois guy picked it up. Did you see both those big boys yeah. bust their butt? They like hightailed it over there. You're like, well, this is up. good because our receivers didn't. And Michael's yelling, I jump know. on it. But I was just like, they busted like that. It made me laugh because I knew exactly what was going through their mind. <laughs> yeah. From last time. Oh my gosh. It made me laugh really hard. But I was like, okay, good. See, we learned that lesson. Now we just need to learn all the other lessons of mistakes and we'll be golden. Right. We're almost there. So close. I will also say so, I was watching the game as you were driving home and (laughs) it's in the fourth quarter. Uh, Obviously, we ended up winning 28 to 3. But this was the stat they showed. And I was like, who is getting paid for this stat? In the middle of the fourth quarter, they literally put up a stat, and all it read was, Nebraska's defense has only given up three points all game. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, that is the score. <laughs> it's like the trivia question. <laughs> I'm like, um, yes. Like, and you know what? Their defense has given up 28. <laughs> what do you Why? Well, they're better than the whoever's working for Fox the week before that could never give right. the points to the person. So... Struggles real all around, apparently. Yes. We uh, just see all the ways that people can improve. Not just the team, but everyone. Everywhere. Did you guys see the refs finally get it right? Which, it was, like, our fault. We shouldn't have, like, shoved the QB. But, like, when the coach came on the field yelling or whatever, that was, like, mm-hmm. a complete flop by the quarterback. He, it like, was. threw himself backward, like, a second after he was shoved. And, um... And the refs must have seen it. And I was so, because like that could have easily been like a 15 year penalty. They get the first down, they keep their drive alive. I don't know. I was just like glad the refs finally got like something right. Um, yeah. Well, and it was nice too because then they threw a flag. And I was thinking coach, yeah. they better not have given it because I thought just watching it on TV that you, we saw him fall, you know, and before they had replayed it or anything, you saw the coach come out and he was losing his mind. And then, the rest did throw a flag and I thought they were just throwing it to appease him and to give them the, like the personal foul. But then it turned out it was on the sideline on the coach and on the um, Buffalo sideline. So yeah, I thought it was nice to get a call. Yeah, exactly. It like stands out because it's one of the few that (laughs) went our way. So, right. We also didn't have a whole lot of success on special teams. Uh, We once again, had a muffed uh, punt yeah. issue with Cam Yeah, whose yeah. idea is it to put him back there? I do not understand. I Okay, here's what I think happened. And again, I don't disagree, but we've learned our lesson for next time. Like, um, who was doing it in the first half? Who was... Um, it was no, number three for Nebraska. What's his yeah, name? Three. I can't remember his name. But, like, I think it was like, okay... Like, the game's not really on the line. We're going to, like, give Cam Taylor-Britt some confidence. We're going to let him, like, field it and, and you know, give him some confidence. And and instead, it just, like, reinforced that he should never, ever field a punt, ever. Well, it's like, it's not like yeah. it was a one-game thing. It's a consistent pattern at this point. Oh, I'm just like, please do not. Took him out, and then they're like, okay, yeah. game's not on the line. Here's a chance to give him some confidence but back. Why? And then he's screwed up again. So he's lost his privilege now. 
I, yeah, I guess I, why are we so insistent that he have that privilege is my question because he he is he good at what he does. Like, why not just let him play his position? Defense? Like, safety, yeah. Not let him be on special teams at all? Yes. Well, I think that, like, he's just, like, quick and fast and, like, he can do good things if he actually already, right. like, this is what we should do. He cannot do. Have someone else field it, hand mm-hmm. off to him, him yes. backwards, <laughs> and then let him go. Nothing could go wrong. Well, it couldn't go any more wrong than him just fielding it by himself. So, so true. Yeah. So true. Anyway. Anyway, I don't know why they're so insistent on making that work. I think we were all hoping to see a lot more. I was going to say a little bit, but I think we were all hoping to see a lot more improvement, especially as we head into next week's game versus Oklahoma. Um, We are facing one of the Heisman favorites, so that's not looking great. Uh, Hopefully they bring their Big 12 defense, so maybe we can have a little bit better offense. (laughs) But I'm I'm not feeling great about this one. Okay, here's the thing. Well, Everyone's talking about how Oklahoma's finally going to have a defense this year. And I think the Tulane game proved that there's holes in it still. It's not, it's still a Big 12 defense. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. the, we can definitely take advantage of some stuff. But uh, we're going to have to, like, have a passing game that's, like, on point. Like, that's how we're going to have to, to do it. And I'm just a little worried about Adrian. Yeah, same. We will see. They took care of business this week. Um, There were some upsets, though, uh, around the league. So I think the biggest one was Ohio State and Oregon. I I wasn't, I wouldn't say shocked, but I was surprised. Ohio (laughs) State has not looked. And the difference is I feel like shocked is you're like, I can absolutely not believe it. Versus surprised, you're like, oh, I didn't expect that. I was more like. I didn't expect that. I'm not blown away. Like, I could never see that happening. Ohio mm-hmm. State just hasn't looked quite as good. Obviously, their defense, they've got to figure something out. They cannot stop the run. And Stroud, or whatever his name is, hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't really impressed me. Uh, but I thought Oregon looked a lot better than I thought they were. Okay, were when I, when the, like, top two, like, defensive starters were out, I was like, oh, my gosh, this could, like, even get ugly. Um, so, yes, I was in the surprise category as well I didn't think that that would happen with Thibodeau out and what's his face yeah but I didn't see the game so he was out right he didn't play no he didn't play he didn't play I was more in closer to the shocked category I guess maybe I just disrespect the Pac-12 I did see some of the game we were at Elizabeth's cross-country meet so there's a lot of waiting involved in that. So while I was waiting, I was watching it on my phone, but I didn't get to see the entire game. But yeah, Oregon just looked dominant from the very beginning. Like they never had any trouble scoring on Ohio State. You know, it was just surprising to me because my question now is, and I'll let you guys tell me what you think, like what is the state of the Big Ten at this point? Is Ohio State the best team? Like, do we get a playoff team in? What do you guys think? I don't know, because typically the Pac-12 is the one left out. Uh, right. I feel like they're looking for a reason to get, like, someone from them, like, from the Pac-12 in anyway. So that might have just, like, screwed our chances up. Um, somebody's going to have to emerge, like, really strong dominant, I feel like, to get a Big Ten team in. I'm really worried, Iowa. 
Mm-hmm. Gonna do it. I'm real about that. I hate them so much. Like they literally can pull anything out of their butthole. Watching Minnesota play um, Miami of Ohio, they really struggled against them yesterday. I'm thinking back to the Ohio State Minnesota game where I was kind of assuming those were two pretty good teams playing each other, and now I'm wondering maybe they weren't. <laughs> well, I mean, they lost Abraham. Here's the no. thing, right? it out yeah that's what i'm wondering like i'm like i don't think it's ohio state now i'm wondering is it michigan is it michigan state you know what you know what would give me hope if michigan did have a good season because it's like mm-hmm. every year there's like mumblings and mumblings about jim harbaugh he can't win the big games he can't win the big games maybe it is just a slow 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 build and then you pull a you know a decent one out and then you pull a better one out and then it's mm-hmm. like maybe Jim Harbaugh gives me hope for Scott Frost. Okay. Well, we will see. We will see. Uh, so, obviously, that Ohio State was number three. So, that was an upset. Uh, another upset that happened was Utah losing to BYU. Uh, USC lost to Stanford. <sighs> Texas. Uh, I was torn on this one. <laughs> I really hate the SEC. Okay. I also me. really hate Texas. Well, so. Texas is in the SEC now. So, let's just go ahead and cheer against them. As of July, yes. I can't be mad about Texas losing ever, but, you know, and, like, I, I literally thought this to myself, and I think I said something to you guys, and then on Facebook it was already out there, like, Texas thinks they can move to the SEC, but they can't even take care of Arkansas. Well, it's like, oh, my okay. gosh. Well, like, here's what I will say. I, yeah, <laughs> or Tennessee, um, who lost to an ACC team yesterday. Yeah. So they've got their own share of, of woes. But I do not think Arkansas – is at the bottom of the SEC. And I haven't thought that for two years. I think when we look back on this game, it's going to look like a better loss than it really was. I just, I think Arkansas is probably near the top in the West, um, in the SEC West. So that pig suey chant, man, gets the people going. It really fires, fires the player up. <laughs> uh, the other upset was obviously Iowa State dropping to Iowa, which that one did not shock me at all. But there are some few people that have Iowa State as a dark horse, and I I don't see it happening. Um, Some of the almost upsets, this one I was really bummed about, was Notre Dame and Toledo. So along the same lines as the Minnesota-Ohio State game, we had the Notre Dame-Florida State game where everyone was like, oh, my gosh, is Florida State back? You know, and then Notre Dame almost loses to Toledo. And mm-hmm. Florida State loses to Jacksonville State. So I Did don't you see the play they that... lost on. Yes. Oh my gosh. It Who was like junior high football. Yes. It was I know. unbelievable. How do you so... not have people back? Like, let them get 20, 30 yards. Like, who cares? It's like you just got to stop them from the end zone and everyone's like, Doo-doo, like, whatever. Like, and then they're like playing tag, you know. I know. Yeah, that was bad. Crazy. Florida State continues to be a dumpster fire. Which is actually kind of a relief to me because I was really scared when we watched the Notre Dame game. I was like, oh, no, if Florida State's back, like, they can't come back before we do. And now I'm like, oh, no, no, we've got some time. It wasn't even them. It was like, I feel like it was Mackenzie Milton coming in. Like, yeah. I don't even know that that was, like, accurate. Well, anyway, Notre Dame and Florida State both look very unimpressive now. So I'm feeling a lot better about that situation. Right. And this is a stat that surprised me. Brian Kelly's about to be the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. 
probably just because he's been there for so long. I'm, I'm sure that's it. But I was I like, mean, really? Like, over New York? Really a lot of, so. I mean, it's a surprising stat, I guess, but he has been there a while. He has. It's true. Caden um, was really sick this week and, um, like, puking his guts out, like, stay home from school. And so I, um, like, worked from home and I watched Rudy with him because he'd never seen that movie. And I was like, this is the only time that you're allowed to like Notre Dame. <laughs> Set the yes. ground rules. Yes. Set the ground rules. Um, Texas A&M, uh, number five. Oh, my God. Almost lost to Colorado. Now, granted, Texas A&M did lose their quarterback early. But still. Um, That's still. Miami, again, people are saying Miami's back. 20, they were, they were <laughs> 25 and barely beat Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian State. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was, I'm, they're always a good upset team. So I know I was really, really hoping that Colorado would pull off the upset over Texas A&M because as you know, I think they are, well, I don't, yeah, I just don't, I just don't think he's worth what he's getting paid and I will stand by that. But, (laughs) um, I also the Pac-12 is surprisingly competitive this year, at least in week two. So we'll see what happens as the season goes on. But anyway, um, yeah, I wish that they could have beat Texas A&M. But oh well. Other Big Ten scores continue to feel worse and worse about our loss to Illinois, who just got steamrolled by Virginia. And uh, Michigan did beat Washington. I Jury's still out for me on Michigan, but mm-hmm. they looked... They looked pretty good. So TBD on them, at least for me. Yeah. But we, we really don't know. Washington hasn't looked impressive in their first two games. So you don't know how strong of a win that is, I guess. We shall see. So the outlook at the outline. Do you guys want to guess the uh, new top five? You have it on the outline or? I do, but I said without looking. Oh, okay. I haven't. <laughs> Spoiler, I have not looked at the outline, so I can do this with integrity. I, I did look at it, so I have no interest. Okay. All right, Megan, it's up to you. Take us home. Okay, well, I'm going to guess that Alabama is at number one. That would be correct. <gasps> okay. I know. <laughs> I'm going to say Georgia is probably still at number two. Again, correct. All right. Okay. Now this gets interesting because Ohio State was at three. Hmm. Newsflash: They're not there anymore. <laughs> yes. We'll give you that's, that hint. That's why I have a long pause while I think of which team I'm going to put there. Would you like a hint? I would like to know what conference they're in. Twelve. That's what I was going to tell you. Oklahoma. Yes. All right. All right. Wrap Wait. us up with four and five, which are. Say they start with O and end with Oklahoma. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Well, that was a very helpful great clue. The clue for the last two is they're both from conferences that have not had anyone in the first three. Or not, they're sorry, each of them are from a different conference that has not been mentioned in the first three. Let me say it that way. Okay, well, I'm guessing Cincinnati may have moved up. They actually did not. They dropped, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. So we're looking right. for a Pac-12 and a Big Ten school. Okay. Well, I guess Oregon probably would be the top Pac-12 school. Correct. And rounding and up number five for the Big Ten. I'm going to guess Penn State. Nope. Amy's nope. most hated team. Iowa. Wow. Correct. 
Yeah. That's a big jump for them. I mean, I guess 10 to 5, but, like, when you get up in the top 10, it's, like, hard to move five spots. Goodness. When yeah. you beat a number nine. Okay. I guess. I mean, it was, like, one spot ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, who nine. else are they going to put up there, I guess? I don't know. Well, yeah, Ohio State true. fell to nine. Uh, Penn State okay. is at 10. So. Okay. Okay. Um, which leads us to next week's... Uh, matchups that are among ranked opponents so i'll have you guys give me who you think is going to win we won't do spreads or anything we'll just do straight out winners number one alabama is taking on number 11 florida who do y'all want want or think's gonna win well all right i'll restate it you're right who do you think is gonna win let's take bama (laughs) i i take them to but I do think Florida has a shot I don't it, this would be like if Florida wins it would be like in the surprise category but not the shock category in your words Laura so okay. um, I will pick Bama but there's an outside shot Florida could pull it off where's the game being played Ooh, Laura, Laura already wrote your name down for Alabama I'm gonna tell Jared she really Florida yeah, yeah. I, okay <laughs> I I was trying to put it down as we were talking, so I will edit it if Megan changes her vote. But they are – oh, here we go. So the matchup predictor is 71.6% for Alabama and 284 uh, for them. And it is being played at, at – it's at, it's at Florida. So okay. Alabama will be okay. taking Florida at Florida Stadium. Okay, I will pick Alabama. However, here's why I'm hesitating. I think Florida will probably be the team that challenges them the most. The most. Yes. And basically, Alabama has played Miami, who we have learned is not good at all. And they've played Mercer. And honestly, I wasn't super impressed with Mercer like the game against Mercer I didn't watch it but they let them score 14 on them which to me I'm like Mercer is a team that Alabama should be like 75 to nothing right they but here's the thing the score Who's was like the Miami score play Mercer okay who is excited to play Mercer all right and also, like a disease I have Mercer <laughs> yes hot dog fingers um no but here's the other thing too because i think they're gonna be like the best opponent that they face i think that like psych like really gets them excited like because i had the same hesitations you do not like sold on them they're not they're not family yet right right but i still don't know that florida can pull it off but yeah i still think i will still pick alabama that was Surprise category, not shocked if it happened. Okay. I'll put asterisks next to y'all's picks since you had to pre-qualify all of them. Okay. Uh, the other uh, top 25 matchup is Auburn, uh, who's 22, and Penn State, who is 10. I actually don't have a ton of faith in the Big Ten, so I'm actually taking Auburn, but I would love it if Penn State would win. I'm picking Penn State because I cannot cheer for the SEC over the Big Ten. So, yeah, I am a little worried about Penn State as well. But I do think they can pull it off if they don't, like, completely have a meltdown. So I'm going to pick them because I want them to win. I feel very conflicted as well. Um, Megan, when you go to, like, a new restaurant and you have to decide what food you're going to eat, um, is it, it like, a really high-pressure situation for you? Um. 
Mm, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I just avoid. <laughs> you can't even say the answer to this. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I can't say the answer to it because I avoid going to a new restaurant. That solves the problem. Like, I just go where I know I'm gonna like it. Ah. Yes, strategy. Okay. I'm not taking longer than you and Laura. Um, excuse me. Yeah, actually, you are. <laughs> Literally, I might, my picture like, within the first five seconds. Okay. I, I do some I'm, explaining on why I pick what I pick, but I'm not hemming and hawing the whole time. Okay. I'm going to pick Penn State, but okay. I have some reservations about them as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, here you go, Megan. Here's your rapid fire chance. So the first okay. thing, you know, your gut's telling I'm just you. I'm going to say go. the first thing that pops into my head. Okay. Number 19, Arizona, taking on Alaska. number 23, <laughs> 23, BYU. Okay. I'll go with BYU. Haven't watched either team play, so. <laughs> I did. I saw BYU last night, and they did look pretty good. So I'm going to pick them. All right. Since I haven't really watched either, I will just be a dissenter. So I will pick Arizona. All righty. So the last pick then is Nebraska. So, Amy, what do you have? Well, I think because we're playing Oklahoma, we're going to have to score a lot of points if we want to win. And since losing isn't an option for me picking, um, I am going to say um, 43 to 37. Okay. Well, I'm going to say the exact opposite because I think if we're going to win this game, it's going to be our defense because I don't trust that our offense can score that many points. So I'm going to say 28-21, Nebraska. I'm not going to say which team, but my score is going to be 55-35. So we weren't able to pick for Buffalo, since we all are on some vacations for the holiday. But we will throw it back to our predictions for the Fordham game, which Megan and Amy were the closest, but Amy was the ultimate victor on scoring. Thank you. I was completely off base. So good job, guys. Hopefully you will be the one off base this week as well. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, I said I did not say which team. So therefore. But we all knew what that meant. So traitor. Alrighty. Well, we will settle in for the week and look forward to some more good football on Saturday and talking to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Here's here's my tip for this week. You want you guys want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Make some really good snacks for the game. So if things go south, you still have some goodies. But we're not watching it, remember? So Oh. But you're still seeing the score. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm... I, and, then, I love- and then when you watch it back, you can console yourself or celebrate with food. Uh, the good snacks Very are versatile. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, snacks you can never go wrong with. That just pretty much, yeah, Saturday, fall snacks yeah, yeah i'm gonna be coaching and a pumpkin bit. candle no no so no no <laughs> oh no i like the smell of a pumpkin stuff i just can't eat it delicious like pumpkin and cinnamon mm, that's a really good smell mm-hmm
It's like fall in the air. Yeah. Okay. As long as I don't have to eat anything with pumpkin in it. Kind of slimy and cold. I don't know. Well, it's squash. Eating wild pumpkin. Like maybe that's the problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. nasty. Pumpkin pie is like cold and congealed and like. Yeah, I don't like pumpkin pie. That's gross. See, and I think maybe if I'd have just tasted like a drink with pumpkin flavor first, I wouldn't. But because I know what pumpkin pie is like, it's just in my mind like that. And I don't want to try pumpkin. You know what you could do, though, Amy, is you could make up a pecan pie and ship it down to me because that's tasty. I could do that, but I don't know how well it would travel. Fair enough. You could just come up here and visit me and I'll make you one. All right. I'll put down the consideration pile. <laughs>